we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Once again, so grateful that you're joining me today. Uh, and I'm excited for what we're talking about today. We're talking about leadership is investment. Uh, it's more than having a vision. It's more than uh, just doing something, having a company, doing a job. It's investment, man. Leadership is in about investing into people and uh, helping people become their best potential, their greatest ability, the capa- reaching the capacity of their own leadership in their life. That's what leadership is. Leadership is investment. We're going to unpackage this today and we're going to talk about it. But before we do, I just want to remind you, ask you to do a couple of things like I do all the time. First of all, uh, if you've never subscribed to this channel and this this content is adding value to your life, I would ask you to hit the notification on the bell to be reminded every other Thursday as well. Hit the subscribe button so that you know uh, when these jump on and just know that I, I know and I'm grateful that I have many followers today all over the globe and grateful to be a part of your leadership journey, your development, and uh, what all is happening. The second thing would be is if this does add value to you, uh, share this. Share this with anybody that you believe would uh, benefit from it, pastors, church leaders, ministry leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs, CEOs, presidents of companies, uh, administrations, uh, government officials, uh, teachers, whatever this is. Uh, moms, dads, share this content, and I pray that it would be a blessing to them as well. And lastly, uh, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to collaborate, connect with you, help you in your journey. Uh, I would love to hear what this this podcast is doing for you. I have many people sharing it with me, and I'm grateful and I'm honored that I can be a part of leadership development and journey in people's lives. And so if you do those things, I would greatly appreciate it. Jumping back into it today, leadership is all about investment. Investments um, are difficult because they're not necessarily guarantees on the other end of it. You know, I, I was in real estate. I, I helped grow a company pretty large in a quick uh, manner of time. And what we always used to say, low risk, low reward, great risk, great reward. It's the risk of investment. Leadership is that level of investment. It is a risk that you and I take as leaders to pour into people, to give to people, to allow people to grow and do and and develop. It's a risk because you don't know what that person's going to do. You don't understand. That person may quit you. You don't know what's going on in their family life, their married life. You don't know what's going on in their mind, what their hopes are, what their intents and motives are. Uh, So you don't know what you're going to get out of it. You You are putting out a risk. Understand this in the same thing in real estate, in the stock market, finances, great risk, great reward. You must look at it. And sometimes some of the people that you take risks on in your mind might be great, but the reward of that is great as well. The investment, the the harvest of investing in people and developing people will always be great for you. And I just want to challenge you about that. I think about Jesus. My opinion, greatest leader of all time. His leadership still 
is affecting people today, and he's been gone to over 2,000 years ago, right? It's been, I mean, it's been a long time since Jesus walked the face of this earth, and his leadership is still impactful. The investment that he made into 12 men that were unlearned, untrained, uneducated in many areas. Uh, some were well-educated, and but many were unlearned, uneducated, and untrained men. And he invested into them. He took the time and he put into them everything they needed to fulfill the vision, to fulfill the call, fulfill the, the, the hope that was in Jesus's heart when he left heaven to give it to 12 men. And I want to challenge you about that. I wanted you to see this, a couple of verses in, in Matthew chapter 4. Look at what we understand in verse 18 through 20. And Jesus walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon and, called Peter and his brother Andrew. Uh, they were casting net into the lake. They were casting a net into the lake. Notice they were fishermen. And come, verse 19, and follow me. Jesus said, I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. One translation says, and I will make you fishers of men. It's interesting. Well, I was going to fish for fish, but now I'm going to fish for men. There, notice he was very upfront with what he was going to develop them to become, right? And then look in verse 17 uh, of chapter 17. He says, you unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long must I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring that boy here. So in other words, I want you to see this two things. The initial conversation was Jesus with fishermen to make them fishers of men. His later conversation is, how long do I got to be with you? How long is it going to take you to learn this process? Notice this, I'm calling you out. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to send you. But Jesus had to deal with what you and I deal with in leadership. We, he had to deal with the, the inabilities, insecurities, uh, the lack of understanding, the lack of growth, the lack of development, whatever that is, in the people around him that he actually used to change the globe as we know it today, to change mankind for, for, the, for the sake of Christianity. We see this, we understand this, and we don't recognize the investment Jesus made. The Bible teaches us that when Judas betrayed Jesus, that the next disciple to make the 12 had to be somebody that was with him at every turn. Everywhere he went, everything he did was a part of every conversation. And there was two people. There was two other people there. And, and they drew straws to figure out which one of them it would be. It was a requirement that he they had been there. Notice for three and a half years, everything Jesus did, everywhere he was, every teaching, they had to be there. This is the amount of time. This is the effort. This is the energy Jesus took to develop 12 people to change the globe for for ages, centuries, right? Thousands of years. And this is what I'm talking about in leadership. This is what leadership looks like. It is a complete investment, right? We have people around us that are, what you have to realize in the investment, you'll have people around you that'll work your patience. <laughs> Woo. They will work you. They will tick you off. They, they don't necessarily make you tick. They tick you off. You know what I'm talking about? This is, this is what we have to battle in leadership. We have to recognize that it's a patience. It's a consistently constant. It's, it's believing in the vision that you're imparting into people. It's investing into them 
the hope that they will do and become everything that God created them to be, just like you're becoming everything God created you to be. This is what we must understand, right? I think the problem is, is we don't like the aspect of investment. We want a broker to do it. We want to give somebody our money and we want to walk away and just believe that they're going to do it for us. That's not leadership. Leadership is you're the broker. You're collecting, you're taking what is given to you and you're investing into them. You're watching it, you're overseeing it, you're dealing with it. Especially in America, I can say it this way, we don't like to train. We like to tell people and call it training. We like to write SOPs and call it training. We like to hand people a book and say, read it, that'll give you everything you need to do. That's not training. That's not the equipping of people. That's not investment. That is simply lazy leadership because we don't want to take the time, energy, and effort and spend it every waking hour of our life to invest into people to help them become who they are. We want, um, I know I'm preaching right now a little bit about this leadership, but listen to me. We can't have lazy leaders anymore. We have to have leaders that are interested in investing, knowing that the rate of return on their investment is dependent upon their investment, not on the return. We have to go after this. We have to understand that we are responsible for the harvest, not nobody else. We are. It's our training. I have people around me that don't like to train, and I keep pressing the issue. It's training, training, training. Don't give me the the, the situation that you don't have enough people. Don't tell me that, that it don't work. It won't work. It's not happening. It's a lack of training. Most of the time, it's a lack of training because we don't want to invest in people. We want people investing into us poor leadership. And I think you have to you have to understand that level of it. You know you understand what I mean. Listen, Jesus and his flow of investment. Let me show let me just I wrote every one of these thoughts down. And I want to make sure I hit them. This is the flow of his investment. This is what he did. He said, "Come and follow me." He found them busy. He said, "Come and follow me." Then he he went Mark 3, he went up to the mountain and he called them to him. And then he went, when he went up to the mountain, uh, he sent them. He gave them vision. We know that he went everywhere. They went everywhere with him, observing the what, the how, and the who. We know Jesus invited them all with him to go everywhere, to, to observe the what, the how, the who. That's part of leadership investment is you come to the, to, and follow me. Come up where I'm at. Come up to a place where I see things, the way I see it. They followed him. They traveled with him. They went everywhere. They, they tried to do it themselves and failed. He he, he, he allowed them to, to, in Matthew 17, they were trying to cast the demon out of the boy, the epileptic demon, and they couldn't do it. They failed. He gave them their assignments when he sent out the 12, and they went out, and it worked without him. He gave them their assignment. He told them it was their time. At some point, he said, I'm done. I've given you everything that you need. He told them it was their time. He gave them a heads up. They complained about it. It wasn't ready. This is the flow of investment. They were not ready. Most people will never see that they're ready. He left them, <laughs> even in their complaint. He trusted them even when they felt like they weren't ready. This is his flow of leadership investment. They ran back to their old life, and they started fishing and doing their old thing. He came and, remind, and reprimanded them. <laughs> he come and reminded them about what the vision was. He empowered them 
And then he left them again. He empowered them. He gave them authority. Notice this, come, walk through the process, and then he still empowered them. It was a matter of time. It wasn't just three and a half years, right? It was three and a half years plus those 40 days that he kept showing up to them. We must understand this. Investment isn't a short-term turnaround. Investment is a long-term. If you're going to be a short-term turnaround, it's going to be very, very minimal. You have to be willing to have long-term understanding and mindset. It's going to take time. You're never going to release your hand off of things, right? Investment is the highest risk you can take with an unknown return. It's the highest risk of investing into people. You may lose more than you make. You have to realize that you're going to lose more people than you're going to keep. And it's just part of the investment in people. You're going to try and help people, but not everybody is going to follow, fulfill, or, or continue with you as you do that. But it will definitely be beneficial, not just in the people, but in what you gain from it. If we won't or we don't invest in people, we will never fulfill all that is in our heart. We must understand that. If we don't invest, we can only do so much. It's not our job to do it all. But if we don't invest or into people, we'll never fulfill our full potential. And the last thing I'm going to say before I say, how do you do this? is we must become professional people developers rather than professionals in our field. We must be professional people developers. This is the thing Jesus was. We know that Jesus did a lot of different things, but he developed people everywhere he went. And we know, we need to become professional people developers. This is this is the thing. Leadership is an investment and to be in it, to have the investment mind you must be a professional people developer. How do I do that? How do I, how do I invest in people? How do I develop that? I want to I'm going to break it down with five thoughts today. The first one and I'm going to break these down. I'm going to re- read them all to you and then we're going to come right back. Number 1, you must accept the responsibility is more than the work. My responsibility is more than the work, it's the people. Two, you must understand the process of development. Number 3, you must eliminate eliminate the irritation that comes with this of the need of constant training. It's an irritation of constant training that is, ma- is mandatory. We must l- we must eliminate that that irritation of that. Reap the benefits of your investment. You know, time. You're going to reap the benefits of your investment time, and then you must enjoy the journey of learning how to develop. Let, let me just challenge you today. Uh, number one. How do I become a a professional people developer? How do I do this, invest into people? One, we must accept, I must accept my responsibility is greater than the work that we do, greater than the preaching on a Sunday, greater than having a church, greater than the the the, uh, the content that I create, greater than the the uh, produce that I sell. Whatever I have, it's greater. I, my responsibility is greater. It's the people. It's not the thing. And we must understand that if all I do is focus on the work in front of me, I will miss the component of duplication. Understand that. If all I do is focus on the work, I will never duplicate myself. If I had two of Terry, I could do twice as much. If I had three of Terry, I could do three times as much. If I had seven of Terry's, I could do seven times as much. Why? It's duplication. That's the that's the responsibility of Terry, is to develop people, invest in people, help people become the part of the plan, part of the process, develop them to become and reach their full potential, the capacity by which they have the ability to do. My job is to develop them. Duplication is more than hiring, paying people, telling people, and firing people. Duplicating people is allowing people to fall flat on their face, struggle through it, 
catch the vision and run with the vision. That's duplication. Duplication takes time. My responsibility is really to duplicate myself. What does that mean? Carry the vision. Have a burning passion for the vision. Have authority to make decisions. Understand where we're going. Clarify that. That's my work, right? We hire people to work. What we should do is hire people to duplicate. That's the difference in hiring firing. The turnover ratio is because all we do is hire people to do the work. What we should be doing in leadership. Now, you're going to have employees, you're going to have go-getters go that just work, but there are certain people that are meant to be duplicated or or imparted into or invested into. You don't just hire to get to work people to work, then you're going to have a high turnover ratio. You hire people and duplicate them yourself in them, now you're going to grow your company, you're going to grow your church, you're going to grow your business, whatever that. Understand this, if you take from a boss mentality and to a leadership mentality, which looks like a coach mentality, the coach, their job is not the game. Their job is the management of the people. It's not the outcome of the game. That's the players on the field. It's the coach's job to develop and train the people, establish the strategies, place people where they go, and let them go play the game. You must become a coach if you're going to invest in people. Jesus coached the disciples in how to do it. How do I invest in people? How do I become a professional people developer? Number one, I got to accept my responsibilities greater than the work. I say this a lot. It's working on it rather than in it. I'm always working in the vision because I've got my part, but I've got to work on it by developing people. I got to work at helping people, growing people, developing people. Two, I must understand if I'm going to be a professional people developer, I must understand the process of development. Let, let me just kind of break it down. Watch. Call people, which is hire people. Tell people what to do. Show them what to do. Assign them their task. Let th- Watch them do it. And, and rinse and repeat, right? It's it's that kind of a situation. This is the process. What does that mean? Number one is calling. If I'm going to understand the process, I've got to call people. Jesus called them that he wanted. He searched for those that were busy, those who were doing. And you got to be very cautious on who you hire. Don't hire to fill a slot. Hire people to develop. If you change your mindset on hiring people to develop, I'll, I'll use it this way. Our staff, we talked about because our church is growing, our ministry is growing, the vision is growing, and there was a point that I had four or five people on my staff telling me that I need to hire professional people that do just specific things. The problem with that statement is this, I'm a ministry, I'm not a professional, uh, I'm not an entrepreneur or the business owner, we're a ministry, we develop people. The mindset, even those that are close to you in the staff, they will miss the component of investing in people because they're more interested in the work. It's okay. That that's their mindset is the work. But I kept telling them, listen, I'm not hiring people with a degree. I'm hiring people that have a heart to do what God's called them to do. And my job, your job is to pull out of them what God's placed in them and allow them to become who God's called them to be. We're not the business world. We're not the government. We're not uh, a structured organization. We are a ministry of Jesus Christ who took unlearned, uneducated men and he changed the world with them. That's people development. The process is who are you hiring? Who's call, who are you calling? Number two in this, the, understanding the process is you gotta make it clear. You gotta tell them. Tell them what you want them to do. Give them an assignment. Tell them. Break it down. Paint the picture. Make it very clear. Call them. Tell them. Show them. Don't just tell. Go show them. Work with them. Stand beside them. 
Tell them to watch you. This is what you have to realize. That's the showing them. You're doing it with them. You're saying, this is the end result. This is how I get there. This is how we do it. And, and give them that, that path. Give them that blueprint. Give them that GPS co uh, coordinates that they can get there. The fourth one is give them the task. Assign it to them. Give them the task. Not the authority yet. Give them the task. Watch them do the task, right? This is the process. Assign it. Watch them do it. Stand with them. Watch them over and over. This is the process of development, right? Is call them, tell them, show them, assign them, watch them, and then release them. That's the process. If you don't take those steps, you're gonna and you miss any of those components. In my opinion, you're gonna miss the understanding of development or training. Training is not telling. Training is that right there. I've called you. I'm telling you with great clarity. I'm gonna show it to you. I'm going to assign the task only to you. I'm going to watch you do the task. Then I'm going to empower the authority. That's the developmental process. And there, and how long they stay in each category is up to that person as well as your uh, own development, own training, how well, how, how, how easy it is for you to develop those people. One is you must accept that your responsibility is greater than the work. Two, you must understand if you're going to be a professional people developer, you must re realize what your responsibility is the people. Two, you must understand the process of development. What does training look like? Three, you must eliminate, eliminate the irritation. <laughs> this is an irritation of the need of constant training. That's irritating to most people. Most leaders, it's irritating that it's like Jesus said, Matthew 17, 17, how long must I be with you? It's irritating. It's frustrating. It's work. It's labor intense, right? But we must eliminate that irritation. We must recognize that. I'm speaking to my own self right now, just so you know, is because it's it's constant. It's like, how many times I told you? How many times? I, my wife just told, told me the other day, you got to write it down for him. You got to tell him. And I said, I do that. I text him. I write it. I tell him. I remind him. He leaves me. I remind him. And, and he still don't get it. <laughs> she wants to give me everything that, that I'm supposed to, but it's the irritation. I have to recognize I got to eliminate that irritation. The, the, the harvest hasn't come, so I still have work to do on, on developing him. This is what I'm talking about. You have to be consistent and constant in your training. You have to be comfortable in their failures. You have to be comfortable, not irritated when things don't work well. You must recognize the greater work is the people, not the thing that I do. Training, and this is the one thing we must realize, is a lifelong process. It's not a it's not a two week process. It's a lifelong pro process, right? As the company grows, what does that mean? The training will always grow. As the vision grows, training always will have to grow, and you'll have to recognize that in this pro professional people developers, right? Number four is you must then reap. This is the process of it. This is the fourth one. Reap the benefits of your investment. Uh, uh, investment time. Reap the benefits of your investment time. One, you must accept the responsibilities greater than the work. Two, you must understand the process. Three, you must eliminate irritation. Four, you get to reap the benefit of your investment time. Understand this. You're going to reap the benefit. This is how I do it. I'm going to reap the benefit. What does that mean? You are going to realize that you're going to get a harvest. Many times we don't like the harvest we're getting in our people. And the reason is, is because not the people, it's because our lack of of, of sowing into that person, the lack of uh, putting into that person, the lack of development in that person. If you look at the harvest you're getting and you're disappointed with it and it's over and over, then it's probably not the people, it's you. 
If you're going to reap the benefit or you're going to reap the harvest of your investment, you got to ask, how much time have I invested? How, how have I stewarded it? How have I gardened it? How, how have I gave time to it? How have I pulled weeds? How many times a day do I walk the rows of my garden to make sure that there's no weeds in it? How, how, do I, how much attention do I give to it? Many people have a garden, but they let weeds grow up in it. They just are lazy about it, and they get a limited harvest. People that actually garden well are getting a massive harvest because they're pulling out the weeds, watering properly, nourishing properly, and they're doing it. That's what re- the, the harvest you'll reap based on that level of development. Understand this. How do I become a people prof- a professional people developer? My responsibility is them. Two, I must understand the process. Three, I got to eliminate irritation. Four, I've got to reap the harvest. I got to check my harvest and recognize where do I have to have to better my ability to develop people, right? That's what we must look at. And number five, I personally believe this, that in every pro, every time I, I develop people, every time I put into people, every time I, I train people, every time I'm learning, a, I'm enjoying the journey. I'm learning how to do this. Not better necessarily. I'm just learning how to do it more proficiently. I'm learning that every person is different. My training is going to be different. It's not a one size fits all. This is what becomes prof, pe, professional people developers are people that enjoy it. You must enjoy developing people. You must enjoy investing in people. You must, and Jesus had to have enjoyed this thoroughly, I believe. I believe that he enjoyed it so thoroughly that he, he, that's why he left in three and a half years. He, he had so much fun, knew what was in them. It's a joy. Even though it might have been like, how long do I have to be with you? He still stayed with them. He still gave them. He still imparted to them. Enjoy this thing. If you're, if you're not enjoying it, people around you know. If you're not having fun, people around you know. If you're stiff-necked and uptight and, and you're better than me mentality with great arrogance, people know that. And it's not going to be fun. You're not going to develop anybody. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the people. Listen, this is what it looks like. People and leadership is about investment. You must be willing to take great risks on people. That Remember, unlearned, uneducated is the ones that we, we still follow today in the Christian faith, right? So we must understand that. Here's how you do it. One, accept that the responsibility is not the work, it's the people. Two, understand the process of it. It is a process. It's call them, tell them, show them, uh, assign them, watch them, empower them. This is the process. Eliminate irritations of constant uh, repeating. Reap, you're going to reap the benefits. That means check the harvest and where, what's not ripe enough for you. You got to deal with that. And five, enjoy this, man. Enjoy developing people. I pray this has helped you today. I pray it's a blessing to your life. Hey, till next time, I call you blessed and I pray the anointing of God all over you to enable you to do everything God's called you to do. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.